Hello and welcome to the Green Business Podcast, a show about climate entrepreneurs and their exciting businesses. I am your host Bharti for these weekly conversations about scaling up a climate-driven business. We are in the middle of a very hot summer, and this year seems hotter than the last year. And we need more and more air conditioning for our homes, offices, airports, and factories. These ACs consume huge amount of energy, emit warm air, and therefore they make our cities even hotter. Further, ACs don't even work for public spaces such as stations, schools, and bus stops. Our guest today is trying to change the way buildings are cooled by providing sustainable, energy-efficient cooling solutions. I'm very excited to welcome Madhusudan Rapul, founder of Urja Energy Engineering Solutions. Urja has done a lot of exciting things, including cooling a 2 lakh square feet large library and cooling a military barrack without using any AC. Hi Madhu, welcome to the show. Hello Bharti, thank you for having me on the call today. I know it's a difficult time for everybody. So I'm hoping everybody stays safe and uh, takes care of their health. Thanks. Yes. Madhu, you started offering energy efficient cooling solutions like a decade ago. That time we were not talking about climate change and most people, including me, we didn't even know that ACs actually warm our cities. How did you realize that you wanted to change the cooling technologies? Well, I come from a coal mining town in uh, northern Telangana and uh, I've seen coal mining from very close quarters. So 20-25 years ago, you wouldn't see visible damage in as most of the mining was my, manual and you know, uh, it happened underground. Right. But in recent years with mechanization, uh, most of it is open pit mining so you can clearly see the ecological damage that this is causing, especially considering that India's coal consumption has, you know, increased almost by threefold in last 20 years. Mm. So everything that I see, I think in terms of that coal that is being dumped <laughs> in those towns, right? So you can't blame me for thinking of energy always in terms of coal. For, for example, I'll give you an example. If you drive a, let's say a small hatchback, Mm-hmm. and uh, you put on about 8,000 kilometers per year. Let's say you live close to your office and you would consume energy that is equivalent to roughly, let's say one ton of coal. Okay. <laughs> but a two ton AC that you have in your office, yeah. even if it is used for just six months, that would literally consume three tons of coal in that just six months mm-hmm. of its operation. Right. So this is, I mean, for you to visualize and uh, the listener to visualize, uh, this is equivalent of a mid-sized truck, a DCM or something like that, that mm-hmm. you see, right? Mm-hmm. So I'm, I'm pretty sure that there are more ACs than there are cars, right? Even at the 6% air conditioning penetration we have today. I mean, in US, it is more than 90%. In China, I'm sure it's more than 60%. So you can imagine what will happen to coal towns like mine when we jump from the 6% to you know 60% to catch up with China. It's a disaster waiting to happen. 
so we cannot be scrambling for solutions when that happens so so this made it very clear as to where i want to spend my time and energy and make some sense of our life on the earth right and can you now describe sustainable pooling in in very simple terms and also tell us about what urja does sure uh to me an ideal sustainable cooling technology would be something that uh would not use any harmful refrigerant mm. and should you use uh less than let's say 0.5 kilowatt per ton considering today's acs consume about 1 kilowatt per ton so what i'm saying is dress, uh, roughly 50% reduction in whatever mm. Mm. Uh, energy today acs consume so as long as these two satisfy i would say that is a sustainable uh cooling technology um i'm sure many understand the energy saving aspect so i want to stress a little bit more on the why i'm saying there shouldn't be any harmful refrigerant uh if you take 1 kg of uh, let's say r410 air refrigerant that is there in most commonly there in most acs it has the same greenhouse impact as two tons of co2 hmm. which you would produce when you run your same hatchback i was talking about about 13000 kilometers right so a two ton ac uh, has about 2 kgs of refrigerant so every year when you try to top up this refrigerant leaks so i hope you get a clearer picture now yes. that you know the kind of damage that we do uh, using these refrigerants as well as you know, the energy that these uh, cooling technologies uh, consume that's why both are important uh, to be taken care of when you're talking about sustainable cooling so we uh, offer uh, cooling technologies like uh, radiant and geothermal cooling where while we are using refrigerant based cooling we reduce the energy consumption anywhere between 30 to 50% right? mm. so this is what we do uh, solutions like structural cooling that we offer uh those would fit the definition of uh sustainable cooling where we are able to reduce more than 90% of uh, energy consumption compared to an air conditioner but slightly different comfort conditions and it does not use any of those harmful refrigerants So this is a solution that I'm most excited about as it requires only you know 20 24 degrees water that you can get from any source your bore well or we can put a cooling tower um the key thing about structure cooling is that it flushes the heat that is trapped in your building structure the building is the one that absorbs all this heat today from let's say ambient heat or uh, uh, solar radiation that is and uh, that it gets and keeps reradiating inside that's why we feel hot in our homes even in the night uh, when the sun is not there we feel like we are in a novel right that's because mm-hmm. your building is now radiating the heat to you mm-hmm. I and mean, and it's always the building that radiates so with structural cooling we just cool the structure and it's uh, the the cooling feels like as the how you feel in winter with your fan on so what i understood is that when you talk about uh, structural cooling it is uh, basically driving the building heat away 
instead of so building uh, does not absorb the heat and as such we feel better without too much of a need for any external uh, cooling solution uh, right uh, yes the building will absorb heat huh. we are just flushing the heat Correct. out uh traditionally the way we built buildings was we built with walls which were like 3 feet 4 feet 6 feet wide hmm. the entire reason was we didn't want the inner surface of the wall to be hot but hmm. with the wall becoming thinner and going down to just 10 mm glazing the buildings are becoming the inner surfaces of buildings hmm. are what are radiating heat to us and we take that component out that is the biggest component of uh the uh, the heat uh, that comes into the building and we are addressing that uh by using very very low energy uh solution yeah excellent and are these for every building i mean hotels offices homes warehouse or or are they only for specific types of public spaces where we can't use ac Uh, we have implemented these technologies in all sorts of buildings commercial buildings warehouses factory shop floors uh, residential buildings hostels institutional buildings uh, aircraft hangars border outposts and uh, in all sorts of temperature conditions starting from 48 degrees centigrade down to minus 40 degrees centigrade so these are suitable uh, for all sorts of buildings uh in most of these places we provide comfort at 24 degrees centigrade you know because that is what people prefer uh with structure cooling we can provide comfort in buildings that cannot be air conditioned either because uh of the way they are used or the cost involved is not viable um, let, let let me give a few examples uh let's look at uh, public use buildings like uh, railway stations or bus stations courts government hospitals these these sort of places uh, which are today not cooled um so there is no provision of cooling in such places uh, whereas uh, other public spaces like let's say airports are air conditioned mm. so if you observe as a society we are heading towards a society of cool haves and hot have nots <laughs> yeah. now this may not seem like a big deal today but taking into account the warming of the climate and also the aspirations of a progressing nation right we will need to provide some basic comfort in such public spaces so these are two uh, different approaches that we have where one set of buildings requires that comfort that they get from air conditioning we have a solution for that the other set of buildings which Uh, do not have cooling today or a solution today for cooling for that we provide structure cooling right and uh, and what would be the competitive landscape for such solutions do you have uh, do you compete with hv you know traditional hvac companies like blue star voltas or do you have people who are providing these structural solutions also uh <laughs> as far as competition is concerned i would think that's a, a pretty big word right now considering yeah. the difference in the size of the market at this point what you know companies like blue star volta samsung serve and what we are serving mm-hmm. uh we do not directly compete with them uh, and in many cases we actually buy uh, some equipment from them 
however what we do differently is that uh, uh, we have the same equipment serve 30 or 50 percent more additional area so uh, and this is because if you if you are a manufacturer of acs then your metric for growth would be to sell as many tons of cooling as possible whereas we measure our success on how much area we have cooled right with a lower cooling capacity compared to the business as usual case hmm. so uh, there are not many uh, at this point uh, or i would say there are hardly anybody else who's providing uh, i would definitely want uh, this situation to change as more and more people uh, learn this learn to implement we there's no patent we want to apply uh, you know apply on this hmm. we want it to be available to everybody and uh, we want the technology to scale up and be available to everybody whoever wants to implement this okay and now that you talk about technology uh, like you mentioned earlier consumer acceptance takes a long time right so so right. does lack of awareness about your technologies does it uh, increase your time to close any deal and what percentage of your time um, um, is being spent on increasing awareness uh yes traditionally new cooling technologies uh, they have taken at least a decade sometimes more to hmm. for them to be established as a default uh, technology of choice so there have to be enough number of installations for uh, customers and even industry influencers uh, like architects or hvac consultants to uh, start incorporating them into buildings they want to see the proof that this is working not just implemented but operating for a few years so that's why there there is uh, going to be an inertia um yes we are working with a lot of organizations today to increase uh, the awareness organizations like cii's uh, indian green building council there is a un arm called unido which is helping us in uh, in terms of grant and also uh, popularizing this there is indian society for heating refrigeration and air conditioning with whom we uh, conduct various awareness uh, webinars and uh, conferences so many in hvac field today are aware um i wouldn't say the same about the, the customers the market mm. but these are the uh, the architects the hvac consultants are the ones uh, i would say many times influence the choice of uh, what is the technology that is going to be implemented um so it's a it's a good approach so that's the approach we are uh, taking to the market that uh, our sales team is small so instead of going wide uh, we are going narrow and uh, educating these architects and consultants green building consultants hvac consultants uh, on uh, these technologies so whenever there is a customer need uh, then they take a decision as to whether this technology is suitable for example if the customer says i need a green building then they know that this technology is appropriate but today we know there are customers who want the lowest capital cost and maybe the speediest implementation and delivery of the building if that is the focus then they find it that it is much easier to deliver that with conventional cooling technologies there's nothing to argue discuss discuss or convince 
so uh, in that sense they don't do it but our focus right now is mostly on the industry influencers mm-hmm. uh, we are currently focusing on uh, uh, commercial market so that is why the approach is there the approach for residential market may be slightly different and and for a customer or for a new building that is coming up for them to make a decision between conventional cooling and and uh, you know energy efficient cooling uh, what do the economics look like um uh let's let's talk about the commercial uh, building uh, here of course right yeah commercial buildings um the cost per square foot if i have to take right mm-hmm. cost per uh, the square foot of the air conditioned space roughly today works out with conventional technologies works out anywhere between 350 rupees to maybe 450 rupees per square foot of the area which has to be air conditioned which does not involve the toilets and common areas sometimes mm-hmm. which uh technologies that we implement like radiant cooling uh would uh, fall in roughly the same uh, cost maybe around 400 to 500 rupees mm-hmm. so just about maybe 15% or 20% uh, higher in terms of cost but not beyond that mm-hmm. and the the payback for that additional cost because you are saving at least around 30% uh, could go as as 50% depending on what you're comparing it and the paybacks are pretty much within 2 years if your electricity cost is lower maybe 3 years but not beyond that hmm. so it makes perfect sense uh, for uh, commercial buildings which are looking at uh, reducing their energy cost just a uh, uh, point for us to think here is today the commercial buildings are two types one is owned and operated let's say a company like infosys yeah. they build and they operate it so they are pretty much uh, their interests from the get go are always to reduce their operating cost yes whereas um, there are many buildings which are built by a builder uh, and are leased out to others where the cost of air conditioning operating cost is paid by them and they have no say in the initial design hmm. so those are the buildings that we today find a uh, challenge uh, challenging to convince because the interests are not aligned yeah the company which is uh, building it wanted to at the lowest cost so that they can offer the best rate to their customers hmm. but once the customers come in uh they get lower rental cost but a higher operating cost right. so at some point once these interests are aligned i'm sure uh the demand for sustainable cooling uh, whatever the technologies may be that are available will definitely go up yeah i'm sure and uh, lastly uh, we have seen solar become a mainstream commercial offering in just one decade we have also seen led lights gaining popularity in last 3 4 years uh, so what do you think will be the drivers for growth in structural cooling uh i am hopeful that <laughs> structural cooling will also become uh, maybe a de facto technology of choice in a decade uh, uh but i feel the key growth uh, there there are two factors here um one is uh, the commercial 
buildings as i talked about will adopt but uh, the residential uh, will adopt uh, there is an additional reason now that we are in this covid situation which may force the companies to look at the kind of sustainable solutions we are providing the the uh, the growth may also come from the fact that uh, solutions like radiant cooling uh, avoid the recirculation of air hmm uh unlike air conditioning where mm-hmm. you take the same air cool it and pump it back which means if there is if you imagine a commercial building uh, where uh, air from different zones or areas is, is coming to one place mixing and then cooling getting cooled and then be getting redistributed then there is a pretty high chance of virus infection yeah. spreading right but if you imagine a building where recirculation is not there you always take fresh air cool it hmm. and then then uh, then the chances of infection drops significantly uh, we are now getting uh, inquiries or projects just based on this fact uh, the cost we damp right so at that time people are not even looking at cost right yeah. uh, so that may be the driver um, where people are looking at healthy buildings not just comfortable buildings healthy buildings but we will know once all this dust settles down and actually there is a revival of commercial uh, real estate right now it is not great so that may be uh, one additional um, factor which may accelerate adoption of such i would say uh, my years are that earliest but going by what happened in history yes usually it takes a decade for technologies to take root um, depending on what all factors are uh, coming together in next few years uh, there may be certain things which may accelerate that's our hope uh, and uh, let's see how it turns out i'm quite hopeful though <laughs> Yeah, yeah, I am too because I think COVID has fundamentally changed the way we think, and and like you explained, AC circulates the air within, and that's a very strong reason for people to look at non-conventional cooling. Uh, so thank you so much for this insightful conversation, and best wishes to you and Urja Energy team. Thank you, and uh, stay safe, stay healthy. Thank you for listening to the Green Business podcast. For free resources and materials, head over to findtrain.com. Thank you so much.